Ladies and gentlemen, welcome your asses back to another episode of Sniffin' Lines. This is your boy Hunter Mickles. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of gambling to talk about. As you guys know in the last pod, I went all in on that fucking Iowa-Minnesota game. I'm done talking about it. It's it's behind me. It's behind me. Kind of. Fucking still a hose job, but it's behind me, okay? In this episode, though, we're talking gambling, gambling, gambling. We got the locks of the week for the crew. We got a very special guest picker. He's uh, he's one of the better gamblers when it comes to the locks of the week. So I think you guys are going to want to follow all of his picks. We got 10 decent games that we're talking about. Um, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So just uh, just sit back and relax and enjoy this pod. Let's just jump into the locks right here. In first place, we got Blake at 19-5. and five. His three locks, he's starting us off with Georgia minus 14 at Florida. He, he left some reasoning behind this, so here we go. He said Georgia's going to exploit this poor run defense of the Gators. Georgia is also coming off a of bye week and have had time to figure out what their offense is going to look like without Brock Bowers. They're starting to roll teams now, and this continues against Florida. I like it, I like it, I like it. Then he's got Penn State minus 30 at home against Indiana. Also left an explanation here. Here we go. Continuing this trend of betting against the lowly Hoosiers. Penn State is at home and going to be motivated after the loss to Ohio State. They're so much better on both sides of the ball. and is going to show early in this matchup. He's foreseeing a 40-plus point blowout. I like it, fella. I like it. And then he's got USC minus 10 traveling to Cal. Uh, Another explanation, here we go. USC has been knocked out of the college football playoff race, but could still win the conference. Kayla Williams has been slandered after these past two losses, but he's got the perfect get-right game here with Cal. Before Cal's bye week, they let up an average of 43 points per game in their two losses. Williams puts up a huge stat line, and USC easily covers. So... Blake, 19 and 5, going with Georgia minus 14, Penn State minus 30, USC minus 10. In second place, we got Nick at 18 and 6. You guys guessed it. He's the guest picker this week. He wants to talk about his locks. So we're going to leave it there. Nick's going to talk about his locks when he comes on for the guest picker segment. So we're going to jump straight to third place. We got Tate at 14 and 10. His three picks. Oregon at Utah, over 47.5. Explanation coming. Oregon's offense is easily one of the best in the country, and he thinks this game could be just like Utah at USC. Bo Nix will lead this offense to put up some points, and Utah will do their share. I like it. That's a low, low total for an Oregon game, honestly. Then he, he also has Georgia minus 14 at Florida. Another explanation said, I don't know why I'm feeling it, but I think the dogs are going to stomp Florida. I know they're missing the biggest dog of them all in Brock Bowers, but I think Kirby will have them fired up for the rivalry, and they'll come out swinging early and often. So we'll see. We'll see about that. I like it. I like it. And then his third lock, I should say it's his girlfriend's lock, his girlfriend, Samantha, dog. She's picking Oklahoma State minus 7.5. Um... 
I forgot to write it down, but I know that's the play. I can't remember who they play. But Samantha, she's a dog. She's probably going to be the only uh, the only winner on Tate's locks this week. So that's his three locks. Oregon at Utah, over 47.5. Georgia, minus 14 at Florida. And Oklahoma State, minus 7.5. Then in fourth place, we got a new face. New face at fourth place. We got CJ, 12, 11, and 2. This motherfucker, here's his three locks. Georgia State plus one and a half, no explanation. Florida Atlantic minus four and a half, no explanation. And Eastern Michigan plus three. I like the Eastern Michigan one, though. I'm not going to lie to you. That Georgia State game is actually tonight, Thursday night at 6.30. So I don't, I, the pod won't be out by uh, game start. But I'm recording this at 5.30. So he got it in in time, just so nobody thinks we're cheating. So his three, Georgia State plus one and a half at Georgia Southern, Florida Atlantic minus four and a half at Charlotte, and Eastern Michigan plus three versus Western Michigan. Then in fifth place, we got my buddy Jake Healy sitting at 11, 11, and three on the season. Here's his three picks. No explanation behind any of them. He just tells me to lock them in every week. So let's lock them in right here. BYU at Texas, over 51. Florida State at Wake Forest, over 53.5. And And Nebraska, minus 2.5 at home against Purdue. He's betting on Nebraska again for like the sixth time this season, I think. I don't think he's won a single one of them. But he's going with it. He's going with Nebraska, minus 2.5. So, in last place, you guys know who it is. It's your boy, Hunter. Uh, very disappointing. I'm nine and fifteen on the season. Uh, very, very disappointed in myself. But this is the week I bounce back. I'm gonna be twelve and fifteen after this week. Calling it right fucking now. Here we go. Penn State minus thirty at home against Indiana. Love this. Love this. Penn State is by far the better team. Disappointing loss last week at Ohio State. Get right game here at home against a horrible Indiana team. Give me Penn State to win this game by thirty five plus. Only need him to win by 31. Then I got Ole Miss, minus 22.5 versus Vandy. Ole Miss coming off a scary win at Auburn. Um, I think Lane Kiffin gets his boys right. I think they cover the 22.5 at home against a bad Vanderbilt team. So Ole Miss, minus 22.5. And then Eastern Michigan, plus 3 at home against Western Michigan. I had Eastern Michigan as a hammercock play earlier this year, just a few weeks ago now. I almost want to make it a hammercock play again. I fucking love this bet. I love this play right here. Eastern Michigan plus three against a bad, bad Western Michigan team. The directional Michigan's baby. It's a rivalry game. I love it. Give me the home team. No doubt about it. Eastern Michigan, let's go. All right, that'll do it for the locks. Um... Nick still got to give his, but like I said, you'll get him in the guest picker segment. Um, so I guess, yeah, that'll do it for the locks. So now let's just hop right into the guest picker segment. Um, here we go. Welcome Nick Ryder to the pod. All right, everybody. We got a very special guest picker tonight. We got my good buddy, Nick Ryder. He's sitting at 18-6 and six in the standings for the locks. We're going to see if he can overtake Noah at 8-2 and two with the guest picker. Nick, thanks for joining me. Hunt, it's a pleasure to be on, my brother. It is. I, I'm excited. I, I got some, some juicy takes, some juicy picks, and this is going to be fun. 
Yeah, Nick wants to talk about something after all the picks are said and done, so I'm going to give him the opportunity to say what he wants to say, and then I'm kicking him out of here. I'm getting on my soapbox. I'm getting on my soapbox, and it's going to be – I'm going to say what needs to be said because someone, oh. has to come, someone has to come at this objectively, and I'm going to do my best. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> no, Fair no, enough. No, no bias whatsoever. None, none at all. None at all. <laughs> All right, Nick, 18-6 on the locks. You're one game back from Blake. What are your three locks this week? Give the give the listeners what they're waiting for. All right. I, I know I, I'm, I'm trying to keep, I'm trying my best to keep up keep up with Blake, man. It was it's been a it's been a rough kind of past couple of weeks. You know, we were, him and I were both kind of like, like on a heater there for a second. I was going like I was six and oh in like two weeks. But so we're gonna we're gonna kick this off. Lock number one is uh, Oklahoma State minus seven and a half, uh, I believe, at home against BYU. No, against Cincinnati. Oklahoma State at home against Cincinnati. Uh, dude, Gundy. What, what, what else can you say? Like, he's righted the ship since they started out two and two, or three and two, or whatever it was. They were they were not looking good. Like they lost to South Alabama. My boy Q, shout out Quentin Wilfon. He's my linebacker <laughs> buddy down at South Alabama. But they lost at home to South Alabama. Badly, and then lost at Iowa State. You know, yeah, it was a fairly close game, but they were sitting at two and two, last you know, tied for last in the Big Twelve. And it was like, oh man, like is Gundy going to be able to right this ship? Well, yeah, he answered that question. Yes, he has. Uh, I like Oklahoma State at home, man. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, Satterfield's had a rough go of it his first uh, first season there at Cincinnati, and frankly, they've struggled in their first season in the Big Twelve. Playing with the big boys, uh, you know they they kind of got they they, have, they I don't you know they're I can't think if they actually won a Big Twelve game yet or not, but they uh, uh, I don't know, but they uh, you know they lost to Iowa State and you know the, you know they're playing they're playing on the road. Boone Pickens is always tough, uh, and I think it might be even be like a six p.m. kick, so it'll be a, it'll be a night game down at down at uh, down in Stillwater. So I like Oklahoma State in this one. Uh, I like number it. two. I like it. Number two, I've got uh, the over in Oregon and Utah. Uh, I think it's set at 47.5 is what, what I got it at. Oregon averages 47 points a game. Like, they they put up points, and they know how to point, put up points. Now, I know that that's partially skewed by the fact they put up like 80 or 90 against Sisters, <laughs> Sisters of the Poor in week one. However, however, all right, Utah's got a salty defense. I realize that. I think – if I'm being completely honest, I think Oregon probably wins this game on the road. Um, I don't know if they, uh, I, I'm probably going to take them. I think I'm taking them to cover as well uh, for, for that for that later pick because uh, I know that's one of the, one of the uh, the guest pick spots. But I want to say that Oregon's going to be able to put up enough points here, and Utah will, will be able to you know do their part as well to get the get this to get over 47 and a half. It, 47 and a half, 48 points is not a lot of points. Low. It, no, it is very low, low especially considering, for considering the, the Oregon's offensive output. Yeah, go go ahead. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no. Like I'm just saying, <laughs> especially with Oregon. Yeah, like you said it. Like I don't know how this game is so low. Forty-seven and a half is way too low for an Oregon game. Yeah, and if you, I don't know if you had any other kind of like input on the Oklahoma State game. I didn't mean to kind of like, like jump right from from that one, but no, I don't know. I mean, Oklahoma. I that game. Cincinnati, you you said it. They're zero and four in the Big Twelve. They can't hang with the big dogs, mm-hmm. you know. Whatever the big dogs in the Big Twelve, but I, yeah, I think Mike Gundy has righted the ship. Uh, I mean, you're 
you're following Tate's lock. Well, technically his girlfriend's lock. He let his girlfriend pick one this week and she picked Oklahoma yeah, sure, State. So sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll no, see how I'm, it goes, I'm, I'm but... following that one. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> uh, and then my last one, who do I have here? I had a, uh, this one, this one's, this one's juicy. We got Purdue at Nebraska. I got Nebraska minus two and a half. I got a little bit of input on this one from, uh, from our good, our good buddy, uh, Mr. Healy. But, uh, you know, because, you know, he went to Nebraska for first semester or whatever and then came, came and joined mm-hmm. us with the big boys at Lourdes College. Oh, now, yeah. But uh, I uh, – man, Purdue's bad. They are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Brom, you know, took off for, 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 um, for Louisville. And then, you know, of course, because Satterfield left for Cincinnati. But, mm-hmm. man, Purdue's bad. They, they can't they – they, they struggle to put up points and they've – you know, Nebraska hasn't been great either, but they've won two in a row here. And believe it or not, they, they could make a bowl game this year in, in year one of the Matt Rule era. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I could also see them. I would not be surprised if they do not make a bowl because they could very easily lose at Michigan State and then just lose the rest of their games, even if they even if they win, uh, even if they beat Purdue this weekend. But I, I, got, I, got, I got GBR minus two and a half at home. Uh, you know, I obviously, like this, the Sea of Reds tough tough place to play. Never easy, but... Yeah, no, I, I don't think Purdue can, Purdue can cover that one at uh, at 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 the uh, at Memorial Stadium. So it'll be, no. I, I think it'll be a good game, but I think I think Nebraska covers. Yeah, I I agree. I just Nebraska. I hate to say it, Nebraska's defense is really good. Uh, honestly, top twenty probably in the country. Yep. And I mean their offenses look questionable at times, but Purdue's defense isn't that good. Purdue's offense isn't that good. I've always said it. When a bad offense is facing a bad defense, I always take the bad offense because bad defense is more likely to uh, like have holes in it than the offense will. Yep. So, yeah, I think Nebraska can cover two and a half. I like that pick. All righty, let's get. You a... got my approval on all three of them, so oh, yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a bad thing. I mean, as, as long as long as you. Uh... As long as you're not riding with any of these, like I'm, I'm no, feeling, I, I don't I'm, think I'm, I am. I'm, but... I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident in that. <laughs> yeah, I think no, no, I think no, you're good with me. no offense, no offense. No, it's, it's I don't blame you. I, I've been struggling, but you know, this is the week I bounce back. I'm gonna go three and all this week. Still be three games under 500, but then I'll go three and all the next week, and I'll be right there. So here we go. Here we go. We like that. I'm, the, I'm gonna be the next Blake, 14 and one in the next. <laughs> Five weeks, hopefully. Dude, he was on a heater. I, I, did, did, I, I, I forget. Did he say whether or not he was actually put putting putting units on those or? He was just not he heavy was? units. Yeah, just, no, I no. think one unit. Yeah, one unit a a play. If he was putting I mean, five, he'd be a millionaire. He could quit being quit being a teacher. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I got to use them. Got to use those coaching funds because he's a coach <laughs> down there at uh, EB, right? Yeah. Yep, East now, Valley. Fuck. I I mean, dude, I was on a. I mean, like I said, you know, I was I was sitting there pretty pretty good too myself, and then you know I, I dropped dropped one or two because Wazoo got uh, got stomped or who was it? Yeah, it was Washington mm-hmm. State got stomped so on the on the road somewhere, and then and then yeah, the last week I dropped the the JMU Marshall game. Oh my god! That I, was a I, tough I, one. I I checked the score at halftime. I was like, what the what? It's come on. Three to two at one point. I thought they were playing yeah, baseball was, for a second. <laughs> no, I saw I was like, come on, man. Because I, I remember uh, I was looking at my uh, I was doing my analysis at uh, work that morning and I was like you know like oh, gosh these po- both these teams can put up some points and I think this is gonna be this is gonna be a barn burn let's, let's get after it you know and then 
Yeah, barn burner, but no, <laughs> no points. But you're no, still I, only I'm, one game back, so you're, you're hey, right there still. And you know what, dude? Seventy-five percent on the season. Like, you take that, <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I've been putting some units on these myself too. I actually, I didn't get the uh, that that James Madison game in, but the other two games I, I got in, I got in on last weekend. I made, I made some good coin, and I was able to. I think at the beginning of the year, I put in, a, you know, to start the football season, I put a, put a good amount in, and uh, I was able to basically double my funds, and so I, pu- I pulled mm. that out, and so I'm I'm. I'm I'm playing with house money right now, and I'm, that's 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 a not good feeling. Bad. That's a good feeling. That's not bad. That that is a very good feeling. Um, I mean, we'll see how you do in this guest picker segment here. You know, if you if you're feeling a little up to it, maybe you could put some coin on all your picks here. See how you do. Well, you got to beat. I might put some put put a little here and there on some. Uh, on maybe maybe not all, maybe not all ten of them, but we'll see what happens. No, these are some these are some ugly games that we're picking here, guys. But yeah. the slate was not. Not a sexy slate, so we had to we had to do with what we were given. So yep. yeah, eight and two is Noah in first place. You gotta tie that to have a chance of the tiebreaker at the end of the season. I still haven't come up with what that's gonna be. Probably the conference championships or something. I don't know. Yep. Um, but yeah, eight and two is Noah right now in first place. But let's just jump into it. The first game, we got Oklahoma minus ten at Kansas. What do you think happens here? Man, I've been saying it for a long, long time. I love Lance Leipold, but Kansas—they—they—they they, they can't play defense. They—they have a solid offense, but Jason Bean is also not Jason uh, Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels, right? Is that, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. Oklahoma. Oklahoma minus ten. I this one I'll, I'll probably put a, uh, a unit or two on, but. I think big noon, uh, big big noon kick is going to be there from from Fox at uh, down down to Lawrence, and I think the bright uh, the lights are going to be a little too bright there in, uh, for Kansas, and I think Oklahoma takes this one and they they cover they cover ten. Yeah, I I went back and forth on this one. I love Kansas. I love cheering for him. Um, I mean, yeah, Jason Bean. He's he's a good quarterback. Like he is not a bad quarterback at all. But like you said, he's not Jalen Daniels. Oklahoma. They struggled last week. At home against UCF, they did. I think they, did. They, I, they need to. They need to get back on track because that. I mean, I think, that I think, wasn't good. I think they needed that game. I think they needed like a little scare to be like, oh shoot, like maybe like maybe you know they're because don't get me wrong, they're they're a damn good team, but they they they, they needed that game. Every team needs a little like you know a little, little boot up the ass every, every once in a while to say, hey, you need to you know kick it up a notch. Yeah, and I think that was it. I, so I think we're both going with Oklahoma minus 10 here. Um, hopefully it works out for us, but we'll see. But uh, now we're going a little more down south. We're going to Florida. We got Georgia minus 14 and a half at Florida. This is a scary one. What do you think? Man, you better be damn sure that I'm going to be putting some money on the Florida-Georgia line. Gosh, this is a great – This is. I, I wait every year for this one just, just because I get to say Florida-Georgia line. Good, good band, great game. All right, we 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 we're gonna ride with this. Um, Florida, man, they're they're all over the place. You know, week one, when I, they look bad at Utah, they look bad at Utah, and then you know, two or three weeks later, they come back and they they beat up on Cincinnati down in Gainesville. Not Cincinnati. What the hell am I saying? Tennessee. That's what I'm to say. <laughs> Tennessee. They beat up on Tennessee down in Gainesville. Uh but man, Georgia, Georgia's Georgia. And I, 
They, I think I'm, I think I'm going with the, I'm going with the dogs on this one. I I'm gonna agree with you. I just I think Florida plays so much like um, Kentucky, where it's just like kind of a dog fight aspect, and Florida and Kentucky is the same thing Georgia tries doing. Georgia's just better than everybody at it. Like I I think the same thing that happened against Kentucky is gonna happen against Florida. I don't think it'll be as big of a blowout obviously, mm-hmm. than the Georgia-Kentucky game. But I think Georgia covers this one quite easily in yeah. Gainesville. I really do. Uh, they play it in Jacksonville, don't they? This, this game's always – Oh, like, yeah, Jacksonville, it's Jacksonville, always Jacksonville, neutral yeah. site. Yeah, it's but neutral yeah, site, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that, that's another reason that, you know, if they played this game at home-and-home uh, home every year, it'd, it'd be it'd be a little different. And I admit it might feel a little com- more comfortable taking Florida if they were actually at home. But – no, it's always in Jacksonville, down where uh, down where the Jags play. So I, I'm thinking, I, I neutral site game, and Georgia always travels well. I'm, I'm got to take the dogs here. Yeah, I, I mean, and, Georgia and what, minus what, fourteen. And a half. They, they've won. Thinking back here, oh, they went fifteen and zero last year. They're what seven and zero this year, mm-hmm. and then they had national or two uh, two playoff games. So. 13, a quick math here. They're on a 24-game win streak dating yeah, back to – it's actually insane. 24-game win streak dating back to the um, – The SEC the, championship yep. game in 21. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly it's, right. uh, it's George's league right now until someone can beat him, and this is not the week for it. Um, yep. I We're both taking Georgia minus 14 and a half. Yep. I like, I like that uh, pick there. Yeah, I do too. And then now we're going out west. Oregon travels to Utah as a six and a half point favorite. This is gonna be a good game. You kind of gave us a hint at what you're going with, but what are you doing here? Yeah, man. Like, so I'm taking I'm taking the over for, for my for my lock. This one's tough. I think Oregon wins. I I really do. I, I I just don't know if they cover, but I'm probably. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm taking I'm taking Oregon to cover. Road road favorites, but and you know Utah Utah is a tough place to play, but. Man, as those guys guys from Florida said, little ass stadium. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. No, I'm I'm you, you know, know they're 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 up there in the mountains. I'm probably but God, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I I it's hard to bet against hard to bet against Oregon here. So I'm probably gonna take Oregon to cover. Yeah, I, it is tough to go against them, but um, I'm thinking I said it a couple weeks ago when I had Blake on the pod. I think the Pac-12 is a home team conference. I think whoever's at home has a better shot at covering their games. So I'm going with Utah to cover the six and a half. I don't know if they'll win, but I'm taking them plus six and a half just because, you know, I, like I said, home team conference, I'm going to stick by my word yeah. and I'm going to take Utah. I like that take. I like that take. It's just, it's so tough to win on the road. And then especially that conference where mm-hmm. uh, it's just so ugly and so sexy at the same time out there. I love it. So give me Utah. Yeah, I guess uh, part of me also was thinking, you know, Utah is coming. They may have a, that big game hangover because you know they, they had a tough one against USC last week. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess you know they've won the Pac-12 what two years in a row now. So, I mean, shit, the uh, Pac-12 runs through runs through uh, Salt Lake City. So, yeah, it does, it does. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I'm not confident with it, but. I can't go against my word, so I'm. Yeah, just no, I'm. Go. I'm not. I'm not confident in the that that Oregon pick either, quite. But you know, I guess I guess we'll see. I, I guess I'm. I'm just glad. I'm glad you're fading me. <laughs> yeah, you know, fair enough. I deserve one that. of us. One of one of us. One of us has got to win, right? Yeah. No shit. Probably not gonna be me. <laughs> so, 
Let's just get off that pick. I don't feel comfortable with it. Louisville yeah. minus four at home against Duke. This is going to be a damn good game. Ah, uh, yeah. Man, Louisville got – they got slapped around by Pitt last week, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Duke Was that had, last week or two weeks ago? I, I, I remember. I, yeah, it was one of the two. Because they, they, Louisville beat Notre Dame. And then, yeah, they, they got the they got slapped around by, by Pitt. By Pitt. And I, I think they had a – bye week or something yeah that, that, that's that sounds right yeah i i i i remember looking at their schedule and just saw it was notre dame pit and yeah so they, they they suffered from a little bit of a big game hangover um yeah i uh this one was tough because duke duke had a tough one last week at uh, at florida state i'm I, I i was this was one i was really flipping flip-flopping back and forth on i, th- I think i'm gonna ride, roll with uh with louisville though because they're mm-hmm. they're at home they uh they got the like the home home crowd and uh who's the uh who's that who's that quarter quarterback down there? Is it Malik Cunningham? Is that is he still there? Mm, no, Louisville's quarterback. What's his? It's uh, yeah, uh it's Cunningham, no, it's, isn't it? He no, he, he's a transfer. He used to play for Purdue. Oh man, I can't think of it. Jack Jack or Jake Plummer is his name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, that that makes sense because Brom's down there now. That kept. Yep. I that. Okay, yeah, no, I think uh, I, I think I think Louisville probably pulls this one out, and I'm sorry for, for my uninformed takes, but I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 Sometimes no. it's better that way. Yeah, no, like I said, I'm kind of kind of rolling. Uh, I don't know if I said this earlier, but I'm kind of rolling on vibes here for for a lot of these picks. My locks, I'm, yep. you know, I'm I'm, going, I'm putting units on those. I got to do a little bit of research there, but for, for some of these picks, I'm just kind of kind of roll, rolling on vibes. Just kind of winging it. No big deal. It's yeah, no, no big deal. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you, though. I I like Louisville, minus four. I mean, yep. I, I just Jack Plummer, he's all right. He, you know, I watched him sling the ball at Purdue two mm-hmm. – was it two years ago? I, he yeah, yeah, I think he was – I think he was there uh, when Purdue came into Iowa and beat Iowa. I don't know if he played. So say, I, think I, think, he I think it was uh, – I think those O'Connell still when he, when he was a starter. But, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I know what you're saying. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm just gonna go with Louisville. Plummer turns the fucking ball over a lot, so I'm hoping he doesn't do that. I have Louisville over eight and a half wins this season. I uh, did it preseason, Ooh. so I'm gonna hope they win this one. I think it's a walk in the park. They'd be seven and one. Uh, so give me Louisville minus four. Uh, if it doesn't hit, I'm not betting on it, so I don't care. I got you. <laughs> no. So yeah, we're go- both going Louisville there. Now we're staying. Uh. We're staying around the area. We're going Tennessee minus three and a half at Kentucky. What do you think? Man, this one, this one, this one was another one that was kind of flip flopping back and forth. Both teams are just kind of, you know, eh, this year. You know, Kent- uh, Tennessee came in with all sorts of these big expectations with uh, uh, Joe Milton, right? That's the, the quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, the Michigan transfer. Yeah, he. Uh, gosh, Tennessee's been kind of a disappointment this year, and and Heupel, you know. I still think he's a good coach, and you know, Kentucky's got uh, one of the Stoops brothers. I think still, this mm-hmm. one's going to come down to, uh, yeah, this one's going to come down to coaching. I feel like, and I think I'm going to probably err on the side of uh, of, of Heupel here. Some problem. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm going to roll with Kentucky, uh, not Kentucky, Tennessee, Tennessee minus three on the road. Um, Kentucky's going to be tough. You know, they they got they got a tough defense, uh, but I, I think that uh, Tennessee can. Tennessee can go in there and get the job done. You know, for the second time, 
in five picks. We're going separate ways. I'm going with Kentucky. Ooh. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> Tennessee, they didn't. You know, I had them last week against Alabama. That was a heartbreaker. That's why I also don't necessarily like this pick because they just got their heart broken last week at Alabama. But Kentucky's just got a stingy defense. Like I said, they play like Georgia. Georgia gave fits to Tennessee last year. I know Kentucky's not on Georgia's level from last year. (laughs) But that kind of smash mouth football, I don't know if Tennessee's going to be able to kind of handle it. So, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with Kentucky to cover the three and a half at home. And, you know, I'm just going to hope for the best. Gotcha. Is, is it three and a half or is it three? Uh, I got a three and a half. It probably moved to three at this uh, point. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, okay. Uh, go separate ways there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, that, that was one, like five. I said. No, that was when I was kind of thinking to myself, too. Like, yeah, this, this one could, really could go either way. Rivalry game, you know, it's, it's a bit of a toss-up, but. Yeah, it, it's going to be a good game either way. But, yeah. uh. I don't know. I don't know about this next one. This one could go. Uh, this one could be a blowout. Maybe I got. We got Ohio State minus fourteen and a half at Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, no, this one was. This one... Whew, man, I, so I remember I was in uh, I was in Milwaukee at a, at a buddy's apartment last year watching Wisconsin Ohio State. And this one was early in the season, and whew, yeah, dude, it was ugly, 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 ugly early, and obviously this. Uh, this Ohio State team doesn't have C.J. Stroud, though. Um, Ohio State played really well last week uh, Last week against Penn State. Um, and Wisconsin, man, <laughs> they lost to Iowa. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. You put, you know, granted, Ohio State doesn't quite have defense that Iowa does, I don't think. They got a hell of a lot better better offense. I feel, I feel like Ohio, Ohio State goes into uh, goes into Madison this week and takes care of business. Yeah. It's I... – it's, I think so this too. One's, this one's, yeah. Give give me Ohio yeah, State I, fourteen and a half. I I don't think Wisconsin's very good. Uh, they lost Tanner Mordecai. I was say Mordecai's so off, for the year too. Funny, their offense is back to basically pro style. Yeah. Like they cannot, they can't do what they wanted to do with their backup quarterback in. I don't even know his name, but he's not good. I think Ohio State goes in there, takes care of business early, and just. Never, it just stomps on their throat. I think they win this game by like three touchdowns, maybe. You know what? I will say this though, and I, I unplug my mic here, and I'm just gonna kind of go off the uh, the phone mic here. Sorry, because I had to plug my phone in. But uh, you know what? I will say this to Wisconsin fans: it could be worse. You could have Deacon Hill playing quarterback for you. Well, they almost did. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm way off. That's exactly what I'm saying. I wish they did. You know, I wish fucking. I'd rather have myself play quarterback for Iowa than Deacon fucking Hill. Oh my god, he's horrible. Yeah, but, uh, uh, but you know it's, it's whatever. I'm fine with it. I'm not talking about Iowa this podcast. Besides it, whatever you have to say at the end. Yeah. No. No. You know we're on a bye week. I'm done. I'm done. I'm almost done on that fucking program. Anyways, let's just move on. Moving from on. The Big Ten. Moving on. We're going to go to the Pac-12. We're going to go Oregon State minus three at Arizona. What do you think? Man, Arizona's been playing some good ball lately. They uh, they, took UC, they took USC down to the wire, and they've been, uh, ever since that night, they've been they've been playing some really good football. But, uh, man, Oregon State, you know, they've been, they've been rolling. They've been playing. They've also been playing even, probably even some better ball. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, I like to think that I, I know a little bit of ball. So I'm, I'm going to roll with uh, I'm gonna roll with the Beavers here. And I think that uh, Oregon State travels down the to, to old Tucson and gets the job done. 
you know, I'm going against myself now. I don't care that this game's at home for Arizona. I don't think Arizona's as good as what some of the country's making them out to be. Um, you know, I know they almost beat USC. Yeah. But USC's defense is horrid. I don't respect USC at all. Like, I – it's – this is the one thing I have to say about this, actually. I, I said this on Twitter, but I'll say this. Why does USC get love? for having an amazing offense, but a horrible defense that will never get them in the playoffs. But Iowa gets hate for having a horrible offense and one of the best defenses in the country. I know it won't ever get them in the playoffs, but it's the same fucking thing. It's because, it's, it's, it's because USC it's because USC is actually entertaining and it's, it's fun to watch. Whereas you watch a fucking Iowa that. game and it's, it's, it's depressing, man. It is depressing. It, it is. Like, dude, I, I, spent, I, I get that. I spent my entire Saturday last weekend. So yeah, my, this was my Saturday last weekend, right? Me and uh, me, me and my roommate, you, you, you know Jordan. Me, me and Jordan, we went to oh, went yeah. Menards. Uh, we, we did some we did a little shopping around Menards, looking at chest freezers. Went to Hy-Vee, picked up some beer, picked up some different fixings for a uh, little Crock-Pot meal. Came back, whipped up some stuff in the Crock-Pot, and just started pounding beers watching Iowa-Minnesota. And, oh my god, dude, it was just so depressing. I, I, but, I mean, okay, I shouldn't say it was depressing. It was so fun to watch for me just because, you know, I'm a sicko. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sicko. It is how it is. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to that point to that point later on. But, no, dude, it was, it's, USC is at least fun to watch. I get it's, that. It's exciting. My, I, I get they're fun to watch, but my point is, like, neither of them are ever going to make the playoffs with the way their team is set up and USC is always like, Oh yeah, their offense is so good. We're still going to rank them in the top 10, but then you got Iowa's bad offense. Let's say with the same record, same amount of quality wins, they'd never get ranked in the top 10 because their offense is so bad. Even I hear though their defense is so I hear good. You. I, hear you. I just had to go on a rant there. You know, I, I forgot to say that on this pod. I've had that thought in my head for about three weeks now. And it's, I mean, it's extremely right. USC trash. Fucking hate them. Hate Lincoln Riley. Kayla Williams, paint your fucking fingernails again. Fuck Utah. Fuck Notre Dame. All that shit. And go and lose the game. You know, that's all he does. He's a bum. He doesn't deserve he doesn't deserve part ownership in whatever team drafts him. <laughs> all right, just had to rant about that. All right. I think we're both going with Oregon State. Yep. Minus three. All right. There we go. Just I just had to rant. I, I got off topic there. Fun fact, Lincoln Riley. But this game. Fun fact, Lincoln Riley's first loss as a head coach was to Matt Campbell in Iowa State. I love it. I love it. Go, go, go clones, baby. Last time you'll ever hear me say that. <laughs> Speaking of the clones, we got Iowa State minus two and a half at Baylor. What do you think? Whirly, I, I know what you whirly think. Whirly MF birds minus two and a half. Lock it in. This, 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 this is my hammer cock lock of the week, baby. Oh. <laughs> no, this, so this oh. is actually, this is actually is a, is a very tough game for Iowa State. Um, we have not won at Baylor. And I, I, I say we. <laughs> Iowa State has not won at Baylor since 2017. Do you know who the starting quarterback for that game was for Iowa State in 2017? Oh, 2017. It had to be that Jacob Park, right? Maybe. Close, close. So Jacob Ar- had, had taken his leave of absence from the team at that point in the season. Well, this, this was a game that was late in the season. And it was after uh, it was after Kyle Kemp had gotten hurt against uh, against Oklahoma State the week prior. This, this game was started by none other than Zeb Nolan. And uh-huh. he threw two touchdown passes in that game. One to Alan Lazard. It was a pretty, it was a good, nice deep shot. That, that gave Alan Lazard the all-time uh, touchdown 
or not, what was it? It was the all-time receiving yards leader, uh, like the, the all-time receiving yards record at Iowa State, I believe. That game gave him that. Because um, I think I think Todd Blythe still holds the record for most touchdowns. Shout out Todd Blythe. Um, and then his other touchdown pass was a deep shot to Hakeem Butler. Hakeem, the motherfucking dream. And it was a one-handed like shoulder catch, and he like ran through like two Baylor defenders to get to the end zone. Dude, Hakeem Butler was a dog, straight dog. He was. He was good. But it was um, good. no, so I've seen this not one at Baylor since 2017. But that game was also played in November. Iowa State has, has only played at Baylor since then in like September when it's like 90,000 degrees on, on the field in Waco. And Iowa State does not get any shade or nothing. So uh, this game, you know, Baylor, the Baylor players will be thinking this is all cold down in Texas. Iowa State guys are going to be like, dang, this is some damn good weather down here, you know? Probably going to be like 50, 50 degrees, sunny. It's football <laughs> weather for Iowa State guys down there. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, man. The birds that the birds have got have got it rolling for the past three or four weeks, you know. As long as Rocco Beck does not turn over the rock, pun intended. Mm. Pun intended. As long as Rocco doesn't turn the ball over and they and they let him cook, and we can get the we can get some some good some good uh, good yards through the air and est- establish the pass to establish the run, as I like to say. I would say can go down go down there and win this game. Baylor's been on the ropes lately. Um, they they had a good, good win against Cincinnati last week. Um, but I was listening to a, it was a, the Iowa Everywhere podcast, you know, Chris Hassel, Chris Williams, uh, two guys named Chris. I was talk, listening to a little bit of them earlier, and Williams made this point. Baylor, uh, last week against Cincinnati, they've been playing, they've been playing a little bit better. They were, you know, they struggled. They lost to Texas State to open the season, lost to Utah. They, they, they had a rough, rough start to the year. Um, and they were, they were kind of a trendy pick to win the Big 12, um, mm-hmm. along with Texas and Oklahoma. Um, Baylor last week against Cincinnati, they, they, they got out to a hot start. They let Cincinnati, they let Cincinnati kind of creep back into that and kind of come, almost come back. And yeah, I think it ended up being like a three point game at the very end. Whereas, you know, Iowa state, when they, they were playing at Cincinnati, they kind of dominated that start to finish. Now, granted it's two kind of mid-level teams playing against, you know, a, t- you know, a team that this is a struggle this year. Give me the birds, baby. Give me the motherfucking whirly birds, and I will I will ride with Iowa State until the day I die. I think that Iowa State goes down there, and I think they win this game. And I think they win it by touchdown. All right, you know, I just checked the weather in Waco. Eighty-one degrees and sunny. Perfect on Saturday. I love that. And that's it, dude. That's even better than what, what I expected. Because the past couple times, like I said, it's been like like a hundred and ten, hundred twenty on the field. It's been ridiculous yeah, to hot down there. I, I love uh, – dude, I love it. G- give, give me the birds. Give me the birds. I already got Baylor plus two and a half as one of my extra picks. Oh, so <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bears. I love, it. I love it even more now, baby. I love it even more. <laughs> Fucking, you know, I bet on Fade Iowa State me. more than I bet against them this year. That, that, that surprises me, and that, that pleases me. Thank you for that, Hunter. Yeah, you're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. So Baylor plus two and a half for me. Obviously, Iowa State minus two and a half for you. So give me the birds. We got two more to talk about. Give me the fucking Bears. Get out of birds, here. Baby. We got Whirly two more birds. games to talk about, though. Get whirly. Fucking. <laughs> Very important one. You already said it for your lock. Nebraska minus two and a half at home against Purdue. I have Nebraska minus two and a half as well. All right. Uh, I just I don't. 
I don't think Purdue's good. No. So we, we already went over that one. Yep. We got some action. I did this one for you. Yes, I, figured, I love it. And why, why not pick the team that beat Iowa State earlier yep. this year? So yep. we got Ohio minus fun. seven at home against Miami, Ohio. What, you know, what are you going to pick here? And I, I've picked Miami, Ohio, a couple games, a couple games this year, and they have they they've made me some money. They've uh, they've they've done their part in covering uh, Brett Gabbert, dude, the younger brother of of former former Mizzou legend Blaine Gabbert. He's the uh, mm-hmm. he's the QB still over there, dude. I remember it was probably 2019 when Miami played at Iowa. I think Gabbert was a freshman mm-hmm. that year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, he played. But no, he uh, he's been playing well this year in both of these teams. As much as I hate to say it, because Ohio, man, God. So, also, first off, I'll say this about Ohio and that, that Iowa State game. Iowa State is not where they're at now if they beat Ohio that day, because I think they just stick the same stupid shit that they were doing prior to that game, where they're <laughs> running the ball for one yard of carry and running the ball 32 just, times a game. I, I just thought of that video of that short little fucker telling Matt Campbell he was on the hot seat. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was on Matt, the, so, Matt wanted to kill him. I, I was I was on the fire Matt Campbell train after that game. I was like, what the what, yeah, what you the were. hell are we doing here, man? But dude, he has righted the ship since then. Granted, they, they you throw a thirty point loss at Oklahoma in there, but Oklahoma I think is gonna go to the playoff. Um however, back to what we were talking about with Ohio here. Ohio is an interesting team. They were very solid defensively against Iowa State. Granted, it was because we couldn't run the run the damn ball. And we tried to run the damn ball, um, but they they, they turned us over. Ohio is an is an opportunistic team, and they're at home. Man, I, I think I think I'm gonna roll with the Bobcats here on this one. I might regret this because, like I said, Miami Ohio has been a good pick for me this year, and they've been you know I think both these teams are what like six and two. They're both both you know playing well. I think they're in the same division in the MAC. Rivalry game, emotions can be are gonna be running high. I'm. I think I'm rolling. I'm gonna roll with the Bobcats here. Uh, I, I think they could get the job done at home, and I, I think that they they cover seven points. You know, I like it, Nick. I have no idea about this game. I know Gabbert's for Miami, Ohio. I know. Curtis, I can't even think of his is, name. Curtis Rourke is a good quarterback. Yeah, that guy. He's he's a stud. Like he he's a damn good quarterback. Yeah. One of the. Didn't he win Mac Player of the Year last year or something like that? Oh, yeah, I think he did, and that, that, that was after yeah. you know throwing three picks at Iowa State or whatever the hell he did. <laughs> yeah, but I I wanted your expertise on this one. I'm actually going to bet Ohio minus seven now just because of your pick. So I'm going to go with Ohio minus seven as I well. It. I love um, it. You know, might as well. Those are. But those are the 10 picks for us. Let me just go through here real fast so we can get your picks. Yep. We both got Oklahoma, right? Yep. Both got Georgia. Yep. You have Oregon. I have Utah. That is correct. Both have Louisville. You have Tennessee. I have Kentucky. Both have Ohio State. Both have Oregon State. You have the Whirly Birds. I have the Bears. Yep. We both got Nebraska. We both got Ohio. I think that's right. That, that I think sounds it's right. Be a good week. I think I think this is going to be a damn yeah. good weekend. I am so I, I'm pretty sure Jordan's going to be going to be out all weekend uh, goose hunting um, with 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 some buddies from home. Uh, so, dude, I might just cr- you know crack open a beer at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning and just kind of stay to hell with it and kick back and relax and watch every single game that I can 
throw throw on the multi view um, and just enjoy a nice beautiful day of football. I'm on call this weekend oh, for work. Sadly, prayers. Um, prayers. You know, you know it's it's down bad. Sucks, but you know, last time I was on call, I'm not gonna say it, um, because people I work with listen to the pod, um. But, you know, I enjoyed myself last time I was on call. You know, I had a good time, you know, just <laughs> I, I just sat at home and stayed sober the whole time, you know. So it was a fun old time. Oh, there we go. There we go. So, Nick, you know, you were telling me before we did before we started recording, you wanted to say something after we were all said and done here. So yes. go ahead, say your piece. So I, I have some thoughts and I know you're not going to like what I have to say, but I also, you also might like a little bit what I have to say. Um, I want to talk about the Iowa Minnesota game and the way it ended. Um, I am full disclosure. Everyone knows that I'm that everyone who knows this and everyone who knows me knows that I'm an Iowa state guy through and through. What they might not know is that even before, like I was like like just diehard Iowa State, I did cheer for Iowa. That 2009 Iowa team was one of my favorite teams that I've ever watched play college football. That 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 I can say that that team that they won the Orange Bowl. They had that loss to Northwestern and Ohio State. Um, if you don't love it, leave it. USA number one, Ricky Stanzi, great quarterback, great American. Um, so I have I have a little love for for some Hawks in my in my, in my heart. But more often than not, I just love cheering against Iowa because I just love seeing you guys in misery. Talk having said that, having said that, I like I said, I have some thoughts about how the, the way the game ended the other night. So I will say this. I do think that what Gene did technically constitutes an invalid fair catch signal. Everyone's saying he was not trying to call a fair catch. Pro- probably not, no. He did not wave his arm above his head like like so. He waved it below his body. And the rule book technically states any sort of waving motion, whether or not it is intentional or unintentional, is technically an invalid signal. You know, they went back and they said, like, I think it was like the Big Ten rules analyst or the, the NCAA like, rules expert. or they, 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 they had, like, this big press conference. And I, I saw it on the, the Des Moines Register. It was like an article that uh, Chad Leistikow put together. Um, it was something to the effect of like, because it was, so it was a scoring play, correct? So all scoring plays go to Booth Review. And I know that originally they were going to see whether or not he was uh, out of bounds or not. I'm pretty sure they said that they can, that when you can go to, when you go to review for something like that, you can look at all aspects of the play. I know that I read in the rule in the rule book as well. It said that you can indeed review whether or not a fair catch was called for. It is not. It does not explicitly say that you can review whether or not an invalid signal was made, but it implies that I believe is what it said in the in. I believe that that was the quote from the uh, from from those those rules analysts and rules experts that it it is implied it, it is implicitly stated that you can review uh, an invalid signal. Now, whether or not that should have actually been overturned is another discussion. I personally think that Iowa got hosed. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I had the under, and that under I think that under still would have hit whether or not they would have scored. 
mm-hmm. but I also really wanted to see Minnesota win that game. So I wasn't too upset. I like I said though, I I, th- I think they got hosed. I think uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not as big of a PJ Fleck hater as you are. Fuck that guy. <laughs> but dude, I, if I'm being completely honest, Kirk needs to get what's coming for him. Like yeah, he has been so stubborn and so hard headed and. You know, like what, what was it like? I I, I, I go back to what whatever Brian said last year about the, uh, you know, what's the upside? You know, someone someone asked him like, like you know, you we think that uh, Padilla is a little more mobile. Well, would you have you considered putting him in? What's the upside? Yeah, dude, like no, like, yeah, these coaches, this coaching staff at Iowa. I personally think that it is in the best interest of Beth Gotts to forcibly make Ferentz retire at the end of the season. That, that, I agree. That, that, that's a take. And I, I know that's a take. It's a take that some may agree with, some may not agree with. But it is. I think best, a lot of Iowa is, fans agree with it now, though. It is, in, it is in the best interest to go a different direction at the end of the season. Now, whether that's hiring Sherman Diller, not Sherman Diller, he's the, he's the basketball coach. What, what the hell's wrong with him? Um, LeVar Woods, your guys' special team coordinator. Yep. I don't know whether or not he's cut out to be the head coach yet or not. I, I know that he's a, uh, he, he's a he's a trendy name in, in Hawk message, message boards and on Twitter. Um, my, uh, my my boss today mentioned the uh, mentioned the name uh, Chris Kleiman. I was talking about Kansas State. Uh, Chris Kleiman, he's an Iowa guy. He, he's from he's from Waterloo. He was head coach at Loras College for one season back in the mid two thousands. You know he, he's he had success at North Dakota State. He won he won championship. He, he's a championship level coach, man. He's a kid. He won a Big 12 championship at Kansas State last year. I think that mm-hmm. he might have some interest in returning to his home state because he's from Waterloo originally. He may have some interest in coming back to Iowa. I'm, I'm saying I, I, th- I think Kleiman could be. What's, go, go ahead and say that. No, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I, say what I, I, th- I think Kleiman could have some interest in coming back. But I think that it is, it is in the best interest of the new AD at Iowa and in the best interest of the athletic department to go in a different direction. Because if Kirk stays on, Brian will stay on, and nothing is going mm-hmm. to fucking change. Excuse my French. I know this is a, this is, this podcast is, is marked as E, and I don't like to swear. Actually, I take very family friendly podcast we got here. <laughs> Big family friendly podcast talking about gambling and all sorts of different stuff, dude. No, he he has to go. I, I, he does. It, it, it is time. The game is starting to pass him by. And he's just going to keep his attitude of we're winning games. Why does it matter how we do it? It's something that's the, the thing about that thing is that you, he wins a lot more games than he loses now, which I love. But he wins games ugly, which allows him to also lose games ugly, like that Minnesota game. Exactly. His defense gave up four field goals. Exactly. I mean, Deacon Hill had two turnovers. On fumbles, and like let me let me also add this one inside the red zone. Like let you me, just you can't. It sucks. Well, let me let me add this because we talked a little bit about Deacon Hill with the Wisconsin game earlier, and how they they could they could be in a worse situation with him because you know he, he was obviously a Wisconsin transfer. They are doing to him the the exact same thing as what they did to Spencer Petrus, and that is just setting him up for failure. And I feel bad mm-hmm. for him. I, I am sure Deacon Hill is a fantastic guy, just like I'm sure Spencer Petrus is a fantastic guy. Rock's a fucking admirable, admirable goatee. All right, they're setting him up for failure, and I feel bad mm-hmm. for him that they're sending him out there and just saying, "Yeah, you know, you know, you know we're gonna, you, you're gonna go out there, you're gonna play," and they're just gonna, he's gonna be, he's gonna be a scapegoat, just like what Spencer Peters was, 
And everyone knows that everyone knows that it's Brian, and everyone knows that the, that the root of it is even more more so at the top, and it's all Kirk. Mm-hmm. So Kirk. that's that's my two cents Kirk, on that. Kirk has always been, besides Ricky Stanzi, which is so weird to me. Kirk has always been. I don't want my quarterback to turn the ball over. Fucking Ricky Stanzi, I think, led the country in pick sixes thrown. Like he he turned he threw a lot of interceptions, but. I think it was also because he was just such a good quarterback when he wasn't throwing interceptions. He was a leader. I, I don't know. You saw it with Cade. When Cade was at Michigan, I know he had better players around him, but he made tough throws. Yeah. He wasn't making throws like that when he was playing at Iowa. I think it might have had something to do with his uh, little thigh and calf situation. Yeah. I think he was playing at like 50% health um, before he tore his ACL, but still. which like, He was able to beat Iowa State on one leg, which still pisses me off. Man, if we, yeah, we don't turn the ball over in that game and we don't have a field goal blocked, like, like, that, let Rocco cook. Let Rocco cook. You know what? Yeah, let Rocco cook. God damn it. <laughs> no. Back, back to yeah, the that pick game. six. That They let him cook there. No, I'm just kidding. Back to the All game. right, man. If I keep talking about this, I'm going to fucking blow a head gasket. <laughs> I, you know, I, I did enough of it on I, – I forgot to mention this on my pod. I did go behind Minnesota's bench and yell i was like pj pj of course he didn't hear me but i had like a couple minnesota players like looking at me and i yelled like the give your wife your yoga pants back and then like three rows behind me there was a minnesota couple sitting there they're like they're younger probably like 30 and the wife goes really original and i go fuck off and i, I kept walking oh my god that's pretty good. So, but yeah, no, that was that was my, that was just my little two cents on, on the Hawks. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm an Iowa State guy through and through. Um, it, it, it brings me a little bit of joy every week watching watching because you know because I'm a sicko. It brings me a little joy watching Iowa play and watching them struggle and watching them lose. It pisses me off watching the way they win so, so many games like they do. And for once, it was nice to see a call kind of go the opposite direction. Now, I will say, like I said, I think they got hosed, but. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. The game's over with. It can't have you know. It's it's in the past. It's done. It, I, but until until Iowa has apology letters from the conference in their office, like Jamie Pollard does at Iowa State about games like the Blarge with uh, George Niang in Kansas, or the Jeremiah George st- strip on the one yard line against Texas from 2013, or the uh, the the flag no flag against Allen Lazard against Kansas State. In uh, 2017, like, I, I don't want to hear it from Hawk fans. Tavern Hawks is what I call them. Twitter Hawks. Fuck, all right. <laughs> uh, you know, we're done. We're done. Nick, you know, I appreciate you for coming on the pod. Um, And now I hope you go 0-10 um, <laughs> you guys' picks, you know. Hunt, I appreciate you having you me know? on, man. It's, it's been a blast doing this all year. I, I've been itching and I've been waiting to get on here just, just to talk some ball and talk some games and talk some lines. Just get on here just sniff some damn lines, baby. It's been a lot of fun. Sniffing some damn lines, baby. I love oh, it. All right, Nick. Appreciate you for coming on, man. Hey, I'm sorry, sorry I'm sorry I went a little too long. This, is, this has been fun, and I'm, I'm glad we were able to do this. I don't care, man. I love talking fucking football and shooting the shit. That's the whole point I did this and had added guest pickers. Amen. Amen. Hey, I love it, baby. All right. Peace out, man. I'll need it. See ya. All right. Big thanks to Nick for coming on the pod. Great guest picker segment we had there. Um, so I'm just going to wrap this pod up. 
uh, by talking about the rest of my plays. As you guys know, if you follow my Twitter, I've been adding plays the past couple weeks. Um, I am now 75-75-3 on the season uh, with the bets that aren't my locks. So I'm 50% on the dick. Um, this week, I'm going to get hot. Trust me. I, I like The games aren't good this week, but the slate with some of these numbers, they're insane. So let's just let's just talk about them real fast. We're starting off with Wake Forest plus 21.5 at home against Florida State. Love this play. Uh, Wake Forest, quietly pretty solid team at home. Florida State been having trouble covering. Give me Wake Forest plus 21.5. Then I got West, West Virginia plus 7 at UCF. Uh, I don't really know why this line is the way it is. I don't think UCF is that good. I think West Virginia is a sneaky good team. So West Virginia plus seven, Kansas State minus sixteen and a half at home against Houston. Uh, I'm not going to give explanations on all these. I just I look at some of these numbers and I like them. You know, I just the eye test, guys. It's the smartest thing to do when I do research. I suck, so I'm just going off the eye test on some of these. And this is one of them. Kansas State minus sixteen and a half at home against Houston. Then I got Louisville minus four and a half at home against Duke. Don't know if Riley Leonard is going to be able to go. So give me Louisville to win this game by five or more. Then I got over 48 in Oregon at Utah. I just think Oregon's offense is too good. I don't care how good Utah's defense is. Oregon's offense is really good. I think Utah's going to be able to put up some points against Oregon. So give me over 48. Then I got Notre Dame minus 20 and a half at home against Pitt. Then I got over 41 and a half in Mississippi State at Auburn. I got Baylor plus two and a half. At home against Iowa State. Minnesota, minus 7. At home against Michigan State. Michigan State's dead. Basically, the whole state of Michigan's dead. Bunch of fucking weirdos in that state. That's for goddamn sure. Then I got Georgia, minus 14.5. At Florida. I got USC at Cal, over 65.5. And and I got USC, minus 10. At Cal. Then I got Wyoming, plus 5. At Boise State. Coastal Carolina, plus 4. At home against Marshall. Air Force minus 10.5 at Colorado State. Kentucky plus 3.5 at home against Tennessee. Tennessee coming off a tough loss. Kentucky, good team at home. I know they ha- I know they got blown out by Georgia. Tennessee is not Georgia. Give me Kentucky plus 3.5. Then I got Ohio State minus 12.5 at Wisconsin. Uh, I also like the under in that. I think the under is like 43.5. Uh, let me check real fast. What's the under in that? This is a live bet, possibly, fellas. The under is 45.5. I like the under. Give me under 45.5 in the Ohio State at Wisconsin game as well. So Ohio State minus 12.5 and under 45.5 in that game. And last but not least, Washington State minus 6 at Arizona State. I just like it. Washington State, they've been struggling lately. I look for Cam Ward to have a get-right game here at a bad Arizona State game or Arizona State team. Give me Washington State minus six. So those are all my plays. Like I said, follow the Twitter at Sniffin' Lions Pod for more of them. Like you guys won't get all my plays unless you follow my Twitter. So follow the Twitter. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for another episode of Sniffin' Lions. Uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. Love doing this shit. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the guest picker. Follow the locks. Follow my plays. We're winning money this weekend, fellas. Let's go. Peace.